Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution Show brought to you by SaaS Talk, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth and scale. I'm your host Alex Thuma and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, Javier Dariba, uh, CEO and co-founder of Bluebirds. Uh, welcome, Javier. Thank you very much, Alex. Good to have you. It looks like nice blue skies uh, uh, from wherever you're, uh, you're dialing in from. Can you give us an indication of, of, of where that sky is? I've, I am locked down in uh, Menorca. In Menorca. Okay. Uh, very nice. Are you usually based in Menorca or is this... Uh... I live in Barcelona and I spend most of my, of my time in Barcelona. But uh, my wife is from Menorca and I have a house here. So we spend a lot of uh, weekends here and, and our holidays, etc. Okay, very nice. I'm only slightly jealous uh, uh, that you're locked down there. I Perhaps so far it, it is one of the best lockdown locations we've had on. We, we had... Um, we had a, a staff um, or, or, or company uh, off-site last week, although it wasn't off-site. Uh, of course, we, everybody was remote and dining in from home. Uh, but we had one person dining in from the Bahamas, which was... I think uh, it's better. I think it's was, better. Which was pretty nice. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never been, but I, 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 again, I was a little bit envious. And, uh, but yeah. any, anyway, so, so thanks for being on the show, Javier. Tell us a little bit uh, about uh, yourself. Who is uh, Javier Deriba? I am a lot of things, but among other things, I am a father of three children of ages of 10, 12, and, and 14 years old. I am a soccer, a football fan. I am a Barca supporter, and I, I love to play, and I love to watch football. I am a really fan of a, of a sport that is quite well known in, in Spain and not too much Outside is paddle. It's like a tennis in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a small court, and I played quite often. And I am an entrepreneur. I've been working in the tech industry for, for almost 20 years, or without almost, for 20 years, and 95% of the time as an entrepreneur. So Bluebirds is, you're currently CEO uh, and co-founder of, of Bluebirds. So I want to get to know about the founding story of that um, in a moment, but as you say, you've been like a, an entrepreneur, uh, you know, for, for 20 years. So what about before Bluebirds? What's, uh, what was there before Bluebirds? I co-founded a software company, is UserZoom, that uh, was, uh, was founded in Barcelona by, by me and two co-founders, Alfonso and, and Xavi. And right now it's headquartered in, in Silicon Valley. And I think it's, it's, it's the leading user experience testing platform in the world. So it's been a really success. Was that one of you exited the business a few years ago? How many years ago? It was uh, partially, but it was, uh, we, we had a, a, a big investment in 2000, uh, at the end of uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. In 2015, and yeah. you decided to leave the business at, at I, that point. I left. Uh, I, yeah, I left the, the business in 2016, and since then, I've, I've been collaborating with other uh, SaaS companies. I am in in the board of several SaaS companies here in in Barcelona, and one of them I want to to say it is is a company called uh, Signature that is mm-hmm. uh, online signatures uh, or electronic signatures. And I, the good news is that in these in these moments and in this strange situation we are, 
they are really, really doing great. So I think yeah. that is so these few companies that in these moments are, are having very great results. Yeah, in the time and in the height of this uh, coronavirus uh, sort of crisis, we are seeing there are a number of companies that uh, are, are really capitalizing that their technologies are really kind of booming because of the value that they add during this time when everybody is, is remote. And uh, as you say, signature and e-signatures, you know, could be one of them. Uh, obviously, Zoom is the obvious, uh, uh, obvious case where we see that there, uh, I read yesterday, uh, the number of daily users has 20x. Uh, you know, since December. So they've gone from 10 million daily users in December to 200 million daily users now. It's, it's, uh, it, it, it's crazy. But um, so some, some SaaS companies are, are definitely, uh, definitely benefiting, um, you know, during this corona crisis. So you, you founded a company, uh, UserZoom, uh, one of the, the, the most sort of well-known SaaS companies to come out of Spain uh, uh, to date. Um, and, uh, uh, and you've decided to go again. Um, so with, uh, with, with Bluebirds. So tell us a little bit about the founding story of Bluebirds and why uh, you've decided to you know, build another SaaS company. Okay, so after leaving user Zoom, what, what I realized is that there are out there a lot of great SaaS companies with great products and some of them are not really good at scaling and at selling. And being successful in a, in a SaaS, and it's quite obvious, it's not only about building a great product, of course, but then afterwards you need to, to, be, to, to know how to, how to scale it and how to, to sell it, etc. And, and go international in the case of most companies. So coming from the, the experience I had in, in UserZoom, and then I met with the partner, one of my co-founders in, in, in Bluebirds, that it is uh, Tony Perez, that he was working at UserZoom and afterwards he went to to work as COO of Redpoints, another successful company in Spain, and we said, okay, why if we help other, if we help others, these other SaaS to, to to build those sales teams that that we 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 we've learned how to how to do it, and then we founded the SaaS Institute, that is a it's a, it's a consulting and a training company that helps building those those teams, and what we realized when doing this was that most of the companies were struggling with the prospecting process. So if uh, for me, sales are in, in a SaaS are four, four main areas. It's, one is marketing. The other, that for me in a SaaS is, is, has to be close to sales or inside sales. The other is prospecting. The other is sales. And the, the other is uh, customer success. And one of, we, when, when analyzing all these companies and with helping all these companies, what we saw is that one of the main problems were on building those, those, those prospecting teams. And why? Because those teams, normally, they are young people with not too much experience. It's a very process-based task. So in order to do this at the SAS Institute, we were doing 2,000 changes on Salesforce, integrated lots of other tools, dialers, email tools, etc., to be able to, to, to manage uh, prospecting. So we said, okay, I think that we can build a software that simplifies this, improves this part of the sales process that right now is being of one of the most difficult parts to, to implement in, in companies. This is why Bluebirds was born. When did you uh, form the company? Uh, how many people in the organization now? Are you bootstrapped or venture-backed? 
um, and uh, maybe even like how long did it take to kind of get your, your first, uh, first customers, whether it's your first one or your first 10? So we started, I would say, one year and a half ago with Bluebirds. And we started bootstrapping at the beginning. This is the way I, I like to do it. And, and as we were getting money from this, uh, this other company, we spent all the money we were earning in this, this institute to build uh, Bluebirds. And at some point, we decided to also to get some money from a VC, an angel fund here in Spain, quite well known, that this is Encomenda, and some other business angels, most of them friends of me from another SaaS companies. And we used that money to keep developing the product, selling, etc. And I have to say that the first customers came with customers from the consulting business. And I think a little bit the same with what we did in, in user Zoom 10 years ago or or a little bit more. And since then, I, I, we've really grown quite a lot. We've been growing at a 15% each, each month in the, last, uh, in the last months. And I think, again, that it is because we're solving a big need in the market. Really great to kind of hear uh, such progress. And so, you know, I wanted to pick your brains and talk about, you know, building sales function at a growing SaaS company. Obviously, like Bluebirds is a growing SaaS company, and you, you've done this before at, at UserZoom as well. So let's go into that. Effectively, where do you start in terms of building the, the sales function, you know, from your experience and the success that you've seen and the, I guess, the coaching and advice that, that you give through the, the SaaS Institute, where do you start to build a sales function and a sales function that, that works? When building a, the sales function, for me, it's very important, the strategic part of sales. And the first thing that you have to have very, very clear is who you are targeting to. So it's very difficult to build a company from zero if you want to target small, medium, and big companies at the beginning. It's very difficult if you want to go to all the industries at the same time. It's very difficult to, if you want to, to sell into 20 countries at the beginning. So, so the first thing is to try to focus and, and understand very well which needs are you, are you solving and for which target market. And based on this, you also know then the pricing because if you are targeting uh, tier one companies it means that you are going to have to charge a, a big amount of money and if you're charging rabbits it means that you're going to charge less money so then you have target market then you have also pricing you also have the, 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 who's going to be your buyer and you have to understand it very well Who, who's your ideal customer profile is in which function is he is, is, is he this this person is in finance, is in procurement, is in marketing, which hierarchical level and which roles are they going to play? And you have to understand this very, very well. Based on this, you also have to understand very well which is the maturity of your market. It's not the same. For example, when we started to, to sell UserZoom back in, in 2008, 2009, user experience and usability was not as well-known as it is now. It was a, a, a less mature market than now. And selling, an, uh, selling a product in a non-mature market is totally different than selling a product like, for example, Blue Bluebirds, in which the market is there, is mature. It's, the, the thing is that we are changing and disrupting that market, but the market is there. So then also the approach is different and, and why the approach is going to be different. Okay, maybe your mix of inbound and outbound is going to be different, for example and your marketing strategies are going to be different. If we take another variable into the model, and also is, 
okay, which type of salespeople I'm gonna I'm gonna need. It's not the same to sell a deal of 100,000 euros to a big company than to sell a deal of 5,000 euros to a small company. So again, it's very important to, to find and your also which is gonna be your lead generation strategy. So are you gonna get customers through outbound, through partners, through marketing? So once you have all these things that sometimes companies doesn't too much attention on this and generalizing all these things then the, the, the next thing is to say okay so based on this how i'm gonna organize the sales uh, the sales team and i was saying before that we have i i i like to see sales in in a, in a SaaS company how you're gonna structure them so then the other thing is hey marketing is gonna is gonna depend on sales or it's gonna be a different department uh, prospecting is gonna be uh, depending on marketing or it's gonna be depending on sales Who's going to do the renewals? The, the account executives or the account managers? Uh, if I'm, I want to be an international company, uh, which things are gonna, I'm going to have in the headquarters and which things I'm going to be, I, what I'm going to have in the different countries? You're deciding your strategy, uh, which markets you're in, your kind of positioning, and that's going to kind of lead out to you know, the type of people that you, you hire and how you start prospecting, uh, et cetera, and what, what type of sales that you do. Looking at... At Bluebirds, uh, in particular, can you use that as a case study to kind of explain uh, how you went about selling? Um, you know, who was your first hire and why? Where sales did, where renewals sat, etc. Uh, can you can you uh, bring that to life with your specific case? Yes, yes. So, first of all, as I was saying before, we are in a mature market because the need is there. Uh, people know that there is a software that there are softwares that solve this this problem and then the the the, the companies what they have to realize to, to understand is a, a what is the difference between bluebirds and other solutions so we are in a in a in a mature market the other thing is that we uh, have been quite focused and we knew that this from the beginning that we wanted to focus on b2b tech industry because I think is the industry that uh, where sales are the B2B sales is the most sophisticated of all the industries. And we tend to be also early adopters. So the first thing is we knew very well that which was our target market. Um, uh, uh, we knew very well also the pain that we were solving very, very well. And in the case of, in the case of uh, Bluebirds is a, a, a uh, people, what they want to have is a very clear process. They want to have their SDRs doing activity. They want to increase uh, uh, more meetings. And in order to do this, they need a, a software supporting this. And people, what, uh, what the companies don't want is to, every time, the CRM to, to adapt it, integrate lots of other tools. At the end, seven implementation, they realize that the process is broken. They don't have data, et cetera, et cetera. So we knew very well who was the who was the target market. When we company 300 employees, what we find is that our ideal customer profile is the sales operations. When we go to companies of 150 employees, our ideal customer profile is the VP of sales. So we also know very, very well in, in the different segments which, who is our ideal customer profile. One thing we thought it was going to be it was going to be different, and, and we had to to change was at the beginning we thought okay let's let's build a, a very strong outbound team, 
and we hired uh, SDRs uh, are uh, for the different markets where where we are. We are mainly in the in the UK, in Germany, in North Europe, Spain, etc. And what we saw is that we were getting more leads from inbound than from outbound. And again, this makes a lot of sense because we are in a mature um, industry, and 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 right now our mix of uh, of leads coming from inbound is higher than the ones coming from outbound. Another thing, another decision we, we took from, from the beginning was that we wanted to have all the prospecting team in our headquarters in, in Barcelona, even if we got international, the first thing. And we also wanted to, to be dependent on the, on the marketing team. We didn't want to, because at the, at, at, the, at the end, marketing and prospecting, they are just getting, they have to generate leads and generate opportunities. So it made a lot of sense to have it in the, in the same, same team. So, so right now in, in Bluebirds, we have a very strong marketing team with two areas, like marketing and prospecting, and then a sales team differentiated from this uh, first team. And in, in our case, um, we have a very strong also customer success team, but the responsibles of uh, renewals are the account executives. We, we, we thought that in, in our case, this was was uh, made uh, made a lot of uh, a lot of uh, sense so this is this is how how we started and and right now is is working i think uh, quite well what was the first sales hire that you made <laughs> in you have to think that we, we, bluebirds is a is a uh, as as we are obsessed we are a very sales oriented uh, organization we are obsessed about sales you should you I think that no other company uh, thinks so much on the message that the, the SDR has to has to has to tell. And we are always thinking again and again, and then doing lots of meetings or our, of, on, on our messaging, etc. Um, and then uh, uh, our first hire is an SDR. Was an SDR because I think that um, I think that uh, at the beginning the meeting has to be done by by the founders. But uh, the first thing you need is someone closing meetings for you. And this is something that is, uh, you don't have time to, to prospect. So we have been able to scale uh, uh, very fast. But our first uh, hire was a, was a SDR. And so what, what, is, what does the sales team look like now? So in the, the sort of year and a half, I mean, obviously you mentioned you've been growing 15% uh, sort of each month. What does the sales team look now? And uh, like compared to the rest of the organization, you know, does the sales team make up fifty percent of the organization, or, or just a, a no? Bit of the, the, we we are uh, we have a thirty percent, uh, or I would say close to forty percent R and D team, thirty uh, percent sales, and thirty percent others. Okay. And our our sales team is uh, right now is a, a team of five SDRs with a, a with a prospecting manager, a team of uh, three people in 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 marketing. Uh, uh, we have three account executives plus uh, sales operations. And for the, we obviously talked to, at the beginning there, the various sort of like think about the strategy first and sort of, you know, who you're targeting, your positioning, you know, geographies, et cetera. From that, uh, again, I mean, a lot of companies will have their, the commonalities. Let's say you're a European SaaS company. I'm targeting SMBs. Uh, that you, you know, the ACV is uh, it, it's it's low. It's I don't know, let's say five k or something like that. We're focused on Europe, kind of first. Um, with the commonalities that you you'll see with SaaS companies, either you, you know, focusing SMBs, focused on Europe or enterprise in the US. You know, are there 
sales playbooks that kind of work for the the specific um, you know the same sales playbooks that work for the the, the specific strategy strategies and target markets that that you've seen that can just overlay if you're SMB and focused you know here here is a playbook and uh, if you're focused on enterprise you know you're doing outbound your ACV is this here is the playbook uh, do you, do you see the, these sort of common playbooks so every every company has different market the 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 playbook also includes the ideal customer profile and and the roles that each each lead plays in the buying process also is different so again the 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 the, the, the cadence uh, the cadence is 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 different also because it depends on the icp and the and the and the target market the pain also changes you can sell to the to a one to the same target market to the same ideal profile but you're selling a different product so the pain is different so again this is and for me also it's included in the in the sales uh, uh, playbook so uh, uh, so i think i think that the sales playbook is one of those things that that uh, every company has it different what i think is common is the structure and how you, how you have to think on on the on the sales playbook but uh, but it's every company has to have their own sales playbook i think if you don't have a sales playbook are you in trouble then I don't know what you're doing. I mean, no, uh, <laughs> as the search playbook at the end is a structure your your ideas. And I think that that you you may have the an instinct of of what you have to do and 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 who you are targeting and which is the pain. But if you can you cannot scale if you cannot write down exactly the the uh, all those all those intuitions that you may have into a into a sales playbook. We always got to end the show. Just to ask, like, how you stay healthy and sane along the the journey of like building and, and scaling a company. I mean, you mentioned some of the uh, the sports that you're sort of interested in. But how do how do you look after yourself? I think you know, from like the, the body and sort of mind perspective. How how you know that I'm healthy and sane? No, no. Well, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I try to do yoga every day, and my experience is that life is about that. An equilibrium of, of work, life, uh, sport, uh, friends, uh, family, etc. So I think that if you are able to to manage this equilibrium, you tend to be healthy. Awesome, awesome. I I, I agree. Javier Deriba, uh, CEO, co-founder of Bluebirds. You know, thank you so much for uh, taking out some time uh, today to to share your your lessons and learnings around building out sales function with our uh, community. So uh, thank you very much, Javier. Thank you very much, Alex. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. Uh, if you enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a five-star review if you think it's worth five stars. Just to note uh, or announce that we have SaaS Stock Remote, which is our first virtual conference taking place on June the 10th and 11th. From a time frame perspective, it's going to be accessible to a global audience. So we're going to accommodate our global listenership of the SaaS Revolution Show. We're going to include a lot of our usual 
content, although it's going to be new content around, you know, how do you build, grow, scale a SaaS company. Additionally, we're going to be covering topical content around dealing with crisis, dealing with coronavirus, amongst other things. We're going to have, uh, be joined by great speakers like Thomas Tungus, David Scott, Mark Roberge, Christoph Jans, uh, amongst uh, many others. So the, from the content side of things, it's going to be uh, super exciting, interesting, valuable. Uh, additionally, there's going to be great networking opportunities. There's going to be a virtual expo. We're going to be doing private roundtables, investor matchmaking, the full startup program. So if you've ever been to a conference expect many of the uh, the same things but also some new and exciting additions so june the 10th and 11th that's sas.com remote our first online conference go to sas.com forward slash remote for more details and we hope to see you there